Hey guys, welcome to our last episode. This is Scarlett and Shiro. And this is what are we called? And this is <laughs> Sci Fi Femme. Femme. Okay. <laughs> Please excuse us. It's, we've, it's, been a, it's been a long, long day. But um, our last episode, and I think the one that we are super excited for, is the focus on women in science fiction films. Yes, yes, yes. So um, I'm a super big sci fi movie fan, which is the main reason that I took this class me too um so i'm excited to talk about it um so one of our first classes i don't remember which which class it was specifically but we watched the forbidden planet which is like going back to origins if you will Mm. the beginning of science fiction films as we know it today basically like the grandfather of or grandmother of sci-fi you know the sci-fi fam Mm -hmm. so and so this came out in the 1950s um and well 1956 to be exact um and definitely as we were watching the film and the class um let's just start saying it was it was interesting cringy yeah it was really like we were watching the film and everybody else and everybody else because just we're the only girls in the class everybody else in the class was like oh my god wow cool the first you know sci-fi film and we were just like why why is this happening? Why is why are we watch? Why is why? Just why? Just why? <laughs> so, um, more specifically, as to why we were just like, mm. um, it's because of Alta, which is the only woman on that planet. Um, and she just lives with her dad, and it's just like it was a super weird dynamic in the beginning of the film, which is the only part that we watch in the in the class at least. Um, of how the men talked to her and about her and how all the crewmen were like trying to get with her basically competing with each other to see like who's gonna get with Alta like in front of her dad too it was like on site too like there was no like there was no build up to it it was just like they landed on this planet and there's two people there's a guy and his daughter and they meet the daughter and they're like yes (laughs) and And i'm like like, oh we haven't seen a woman in a while in space i'm just like okay buddy calm down just breathe take it easy like and i think it was definitely um really interesting how there was no first of all there was no women on the crew at all um it was all men and how even on the planet there was no other woman. Apparently, there's like a there was a little spill that he gave about like the backstory and how the mother died, um, I guess in childbirth, mm-hmm. and um, he raised Alta like by himself and all that. But like she was just her outfit, just everything was very, very. It was definitely very fifties, like how I would like think that men would portray women it was definitely a very like directed by men for men like you could just clearly see that they were just she was very overly sexualized and they didn't really mention how old she was um right she was probably like in the story but i'm yeah she did look like she was in her teens um there was like a a skinny dipping scene in there which is kind of like unnecessary but it was like like she's kind of like an I mean she's a human but she's basically an alien to them if you will and she hasn't mm-hmm. really been around people besides her father and like the creature that 
is like killing everybody on the planet. And the robot. Yeah, and Robbie the robot. Robbie the, robot. Robbie the robot's asexual, so <laughs> and not a person. Um, yeah, she likes skinny dipping, and then she thinks it's normal to be like naked swimming, I guess. And the crewmen are like, "Oh, like she's now I'm gonna swim with her." It's just, it was just gross. Um, so that was our first, like, honestly, kind of what. The, was the inspiration behind this yeah, podcast? Yeah, like, we need to talk about this because it's not okay. We were like, um, uh, yeah, no, just <laughs> don't, please. Yeah. So that was Ulta, okay. And then, so what year did we say this was? Nineteen fifty-six, right? Yes. So then, shortly after, we had like I guess the first episode of Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, where we meet in you know the iconic Princess Leia at the time, which that's a very like complex character and like character development of where she goes it starts off because she's definitely she's like a a love interest at at the beginning of um to luke the stories and um there's the whole love triangle thing with her Mm -hmm. and her brother who she doesn't know is her brother yeah and um and han solo and it's like you know, after that, I don't know, the whole thing was just really weird. But anyway. Are there any other, like, truly important female characters in that saga? Like, um, There was in episodes one, two, mm-hmm. and three. Um, there was a lot of um, Queen Amidala. Okay, yeah. Who um portrayed by Natalie Portman. She was played by mm-hmm. Natalie Portman. And yeah. um, she was, I... She was definitely, um, she wasn't, like, a, she wasn't really, like, vague in the right. story. She also was portrayed as a love interest okay. um, for most of those episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, then so, we get Ray, then we, we got Ray, Ray in 2016 yeah. with yes. The Force Awakens, and she wasn't necessarily, like, I could... A love interest. Like, I think she becomes yeah. one. She becomes later, one later on. That's film. not, like, the main point of her character. I think that was really, like, a big step from, like, the 20th century mm-hmm. when... Well, one, because, like... I mean, in the original Star Wars films, like, Princess Leia is dressed pretty modestly throughout yeah. the films. Except the for <laughs> of that one slave scene <laughs> with Jabba the Hutt, where she's, like... Like, yeah, she's a slave, but, like... She was wearing nothing. I mean, she looks good. Like, she looks cute, but, like... <laughs> What? Which is definitely, um, in that time, geared more towards, like, the male interest or, like, mm. to get men to look to at her. To watch her, to watch the movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, which they were going to anyways, but it's just, like, an extra thing for them. Um, but, yeah, so Ray, I don't really think Ray ever gets a scene like that in the no. last movies that she's been in. Um, and she's... She's always, like, very, like, fully, like, dressed. Mm-hmm. She's, like, a very, like, Ready to strong... go, ready to fight, ready to run. She's, ready. like, a very, like, strong character. Yeah. She's, like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna beat all these people. Like, yeah. I don't... I don't care. Mm-hmm. So we go from Ray, And then also the development from Princess Leia to... What is she? Commander? Or l- lieutenant? Lieutenant now? of the Millennium um, Falcon. So, I think. I believe. Yeah, so now she's a lieutenant and not just, like, the princess who is being, like protected or save you know damsel in distress type character um and going back i know we're like jumping between all the different episodes of Star Wars, but it's just like it's a lot okay but um another point is um finn the stormtrooper mm-hmm. he starts as a stormtrooper mm-hmm. um finn's black 
surprised. Like, dang, I know dang. people were like, shook when he took off that helmet. And it was like, oh, old black man. We're like, mm, okay. <laughs> like, that was cool. That was super cool. And now he's like, um, you know, becoming the main character of the new Star Wars, like, legacy that they're con- going to continue on with. Because, you know, in the past, we only had Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, Han Solo who are white, white men. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the robots and the aliens. And then we also have um, Lando, right? What's his Childish yes, Gambino, yes, Donald Glover plays Lando. him. Lando Castile plays him. And Poe, who was actually played by David Luna, I want to say, who's in... Let me, see, let me double check this, but... Um, I think you're right. David I Luna. I, I think it's David Luna, I want to <laughs> say. Either way, it's a, it's a Latino man. So, like, that's cool, too, that we have, like... We're getting more, like, POC in the Star Wars. So, like, people that me and you can relate to. Because it is... When you think of, like, a Star Wars fan, like, honestly, you're thinking of, like... A white guy. Yeah, you really like are thinking older, of like like a, a middle aged white man. A middle aged like white man. Like, oh my god, Star Wars oh. is the best thing ever invented. Like, yeah, that's because when you think about the earlier episodes that came out, the first one came out in what like not I want to say nineteen seventy eight mm-hmm. or nine. I'm not sure, um, but you know at that at that time it definitely was geared towards like white, predominantly white males. Right. Um, but I think women are, because I think at that time period, a lot of people didn't think that women were going to be into, like, watching sci-fi movies. Why did I say David Luna? It's Oscar Isaac, guys, who's Guatemalan-born, so shout out Central America. (laughs) Who's David Luna? Not not necessary right now, but it's Oscar Isaac. Anyways, Um, but yeah, definitely. Definitely, like, originally was geared towards, like, white men, because that's what, you know, their target audience was, and they just believed that, oh, it's... White, like they just didn't believe that women were gonna watch like these like sci-fi films. Right. Like, people of color were gonna watch these sci-fi films. And which and honestly, like a lot of POC love sci-fi. Like, like honestly, honestly like, it's kind of it's not crazy, but it's just like I don't know. People just probably don't like realize it, or you know, because like people want to say like it's like nerdy or like not cool, but like whatever. Like you, you know, can like, be a who, black nerd. You can who be. Who said? Um, I think it was G. Herbo recently said that Avengers <laughs> was for nerds, and people were like dragging him because it was like, who doesn't like Avengers? And I th- when you think about like even like going to see like when I go to see these movies, mm-hmm. I'm seeing so many people of color going to see Definitely. these movies. Like, like I went to a theater near my house. I live in Woodlawn, which mm-hmm. is in Baltimore County. It's predominantly black area, and mm-hmm. like it was packed full of like all types of people. People would go see so, these movies. Yeah. Especially if you, you know, with, like, movies, especially with Marvel doing more people of color, like, Black Panther mm-hmm. just came out last year, Big and that deal. was a huge thing yeah. for, like, um, it was a huge thing for the black community to have a movie that's not only geared towards, like, people of color, but it's also portrayed, like, we had an almost fully black right, cast, exactly. and, like, it's just something that, and even, like, people that were, like, everybody in the movie was, like, just so mm-hmm. strong definitely. and like definitely a big thing it's definitely really inspiring to yeah. see that and go along with that um i know we haven't technically gotten to our marvel section but if we've already we're just gonna keep there. jumping guys um, just keep listening <laughs> like into the spider-verse like spider-man is like yes. he's black or like black is it, is spider-man it, yeah so black spider-man that's pretty cool too. And that was a great movie so i've heard okay <laughs> so going back to the 70s and we're trying to go into somewhat of chronological We're order. really trying. Sorry. 
So yes, we have Carrie Fisher and her character development, and then of course we have Signori in a different film, Alien. Signori Weaver, who is mm-hmm. the like the main character in that film. She's badass. She's the one killing the aliens, as you know. Just her iconic scene of "Get mm-hmm. away from her, you bitch." It's like a big deal. It's <laughs> cool. So that happens, and then. Yeah, she comes back to like two or three different movies. There's like yep. Alien, Aliens. Aliens. So. I didn't realize those were like, I was like. <laughs> the same this, film. This is the same film. It's just. It's just okay. Kind of back over and over again. Um, and that was really like big because I think that was, um, that was one of, that was the first movie, the first sci-fi movie with a female lead. Mm-hmm. Or the female lead actress. And, right. and the, cr- the crazy thing is, is that um, in an article that I read actually, um, it said that the director, Ridley Scott, had originally written the film mm-hmm. for a male lead, right. not a woman. And um, the casting director just had her audition with all these men, mm-hmm. and she just stood out. Yeah. And so also, they just Also, Weaver is just, like, a great actress. Like, I'm right, a great actress. Right. She's really cool. And so they just changed all, like, the he's to she's, mm-hmm. and they just changed all the pronouns, and they changed the name, and yep. they were like, yep. And so, yeah, so Aliens was in 1979. Mm-hmm. What if we go back a little bit to the year of 1968? Barbarella has come out, okay? okay? And she's played by Jane Fonda. And so, like, I haven't seen this film, but, like, the description of it is... Free-loving Barbarella who shags her way across the galaxy. It's just like, why is that she, her thing? Like, what? okay, like I guess this can be kind of feminist though. Like, if you okay, so it yeah. says why Barbarella might not reflect the awakening feminist consciousness of the decade. She does mirror it in changing attitudes to sex. So it's like goes back to women owning their sexuality. And, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know. I mean, I'm the type of person like I'm you know, you do you type thing, so, you know, some, some views, because feminism is pretty subjective, like, everybody has their own definition of feminism or how it relates to them, and what it means to be a feminist, exactly, so, to some people, it is, like, owning your sexuality, not letting anybody, like, slut shame you, or, you know, Mm -hmm. call, you know, make you feel some type of way about yourself, but I think for the time, to be realistic, though, in 1968, like, I'm not too sure how feminist you know i don't know i don't think this was to be a no, feminist film no i don't think so. it was definitely just like hey look at this hot space girl she's gonna go around and just sexually liberated her way through the galaxy that's yeah. hilarious um yeah i think definitely at the time period it wasn't because when you think about feminism back then it was more trying to get equality right. for women and um and once again like I think it's really important to us, what relates to us, is, like, this is kind of in that, like, the the main type of feminism you think about, like, during civil rights movement or, like, during this, like, 70s era is a lot mm-hmm. of white feminism. Like, yeah. POC women, black and brown women are on the back burner of those discussions, Definitely. you know, like, and, you know, people always talk about, which is goes back even farther in time, um... Um, women's rights like that was for white women to vote like, yeah. Nobody, wanted, yeah nobody wanted us to vote so it's just like so um I I don't know. Like, let, I, like, that's why I'm very like I have like a love-hate relationship with feminism because a lot of it does just like is white a lot of it the main that you'll see in the media or the more is, is yeah. white feminism and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people have like began to like shift towards Although I know that a lot of people that I talk to, a lot of people of color that I talk to, especially women mm-hmm. of color, um, identify more with womanism than feminism because mm-hmm. 
they believe that womanism is more inclusive sure. of people of color because the way the feminism movement started back in like the early 1900s mm-hmm. was like you were saying white women campaigning mm-hmm. for their right to vote right. and at, even at the time period um black women during like the marches and stuff mm-hmm. when black women wanted to join they were made to march in the back yeah so it's, just- so it's like it's definitely has very like I think those are just a very like racist beginnings, and mm-hmm. so for a lot of people of like women of color, it's hard to identify with the movement like right. that. And also for like the LGBTQ community, yes. like um, a lot of the time, like they will exclude trans women, like mm-hmm. and that's so yeah. So it's like it's just kind of hard for me to be like, yeah, I'm a feminist, but like so. But you know, women's rights definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's Barbarella, nineteen sixty eight, and then. Um, Looks like in 1966 is, is when we get Lieutenant Nayoto Horov of Star Trek, which yeah. is, shout out Dr. Peterkin, I know it's like your favorite <laughs> show ever. <laughs> yes, and um, I learned recently that her first, I always knew her at Lieutenant Nayoto, um, but recently I learned her first name is Nyota, which is the Swahili word for star. So, which is pretty cool, like Star Trek. Star Trek, like it makes sense. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think they definitely did that on purpose. Well, but I would think so. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and um, so she was played by Nichelle Nichols, the original, um, and she was an African American woman, which is like super cool. She's on TV with like William Shatner on Star Trek, like one of the biggest shows at that time. So that is a super big deal. And she's a lieutenant, you know. She's not just. She's not just, she's not just a mate or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's not just. On the she's side. not a. She's not overly sexualized. Mm-hmm. She's not like a love interest. She's actually right. has an important role throughout. But the they show. do get engaged. Her and um, Captain Kirk, William Shatner, and they kiss on TV, and that was the first interracial kiss on television. Wow, which is crazy. Wow, like, that's super. Cool. That's big. That's definitely yeah. big. I see why you like uh, Star Trek so much. Actually, <laughs> it's, it's great. It's definitely a groundbreaking. Um, yeah. It made a lot of big steps throughout. Um, and that was in 1968, by the way, when they kissed on TV. It which was, like, a, a big deal. Yeah, they definitely made a lot of big so. steps towards, um, like, you know, a lot. They made, because, like, if I think back to episodes that we even watched in class. Of the next generation, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and, like, how they were making such bold, like, statements, especially about, like, sexuality. And, um, yeah, just a lot of um, societal... Right, what like, I'm looking for criticism. Yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's you know it's a pretty interesting show. You know, it's not I haven't seen most a lot of it. Honestly, <laughs> I've only watched what we watch in class. Right. My mom's a bigger fan than I mm-hmm. am. So, so but yeah, that show's pretty important and relevant. So good for that. And then coming up now to the okay, so that was most of the 1900s. Um, yeah. So coming up to the 2000s, which is, you know, what we know more about because this is where we were alive during this time. Um, There was, I think, coming now to the 2000s and the 2010s is definitely a lot more inclusiveness of women. Before we start talking about Avengers, because that's going to be the majority of the podcast. But other... Um, I didn't. I guess I didn't really consider the Hunger Games the sci-fi before, but I didn't really think of it as, okay. it as that. But it, yeah, yeah. I guess it is. We talked about a dystopian universe and mm-hmm. you know all these things. Um, so if we consider it a sci-fi, like Katniss Everdeen is a very like feminist Huge. icon in there. Um, she's strong and she volunteers herself and 
she does the thing. She does. She the does the thing. thing. And um, she also there are also like other, like girls and women throughout like the story mm-hmm. that are like um yeah really strong. I'm trying to remember her name. Who the little black girl? Rue. Yes, mm-hmm. loved her. So I know. Much. I cried. Oh mm. my gosh. <laughs> but um, I will say that story is. The movie is still pretty white, though. They had Rue, right? Yeah, but then Rue dies. Rue dies, <laughs> like, so immediately. Like, <laughs> like, we're stuck with, like, Seneca, but then Seneca dies. <laughs> and then her two love interests are two, like, white guys. I was just like, okay, whatever. Well, I mean, they yeah. tried. They, they really did. It was 2012, which is, like, I don't know. They could have put more POC in there, but I guess. I think there's still a lot of, um... There's and a long this way was, to go. Was, there's still a long way to go, um, especially looking at sci-fi movies mm-hmm. that um, have, like women of color mm-hmm. and people of color in them there's still a lot of women of color that are kind of pushed aside and have like right. supporting roles Which, to white male actors yeah definitely unfortunately is seen in through our beloved avengers movies yes. it really is yes so, okay. through many of them so um i think we both just saw it end game and yes. Endgame the last one Wait, last before we start end game okay let's start back back to what to iron man <laughs> no i'm going in farther x-men x-men okay so, sure x-men we have um, Storm, mm-hmm. who Halle is... Halle Berry Storm? Halle Berry Storm. Okay. Yes, Halle Berry Storm. Um, you know, she's definitely an amazing, amazing character throughout the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, again, a supporting... A supporting actress? A supporting mm-hmm. actress. Um, we have... Okay, I'm trying to think back to... Iron Man did not have... I think, like, was Don Cheadle slash Iron Patriot in the first one? Iron Patriot no, didn't exist in the yet. second one. I believe right. he came in in the second movie. So, well, first Iron right. Man. Because we just have, obviously, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., yes. and Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts. And those were the two Gwyneth main Pedro. Yeah, and that's about it. You know, um, we didn't really have any, like, people of color coming into the main cast until um, Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. And then we also... But even then, uh, he's still kind of, like... A supporting character. Yeah. He's not like, and so, he's not. He's not as cool as Iron Man. Of so. course, and like um, nobody's as cool as Iron Man. Also. And then we have the Thor um, movies, mm-hmm. and then once again his. Once again, we have oh my god, Natalie Idris Portman. Oh yes, but he is. Um, but he is also supporting like the the gatekeeper. He's a gatekeeper. Guy. And it all sad when he died. And yes, was that Infinity War? Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. Honestly, so. for a minute, I didn't even know that was Idris Elba. He definitely changed his whole like, I was, like his eyes the were like glowing. And I was like, huh? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so I think it started out like with people of color, but of course, yeah. black men. Um, right. Yeah, a lot of like men and like coming in yeah but women didn't really come yeah yeah because thor jane like jane was jane was a good woman character though because she was smart and she was like a scientist or something she was a scientist scientist and she was smart and she like had her own thing and then you know they separated ways she didn't come back but Mm -hmm. that was like a decent female character yeah and then in ragnarok um we had elena Helena, his sister, she was like evil. Oh yes, and so. we, and also in Thor Ragnarok we have, um, woo, her name just I had it and then it just it it disappeared. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it back in like two two seconds. It's really gonna take me Tessa Thompson. Oh yes, Tessa as Valkyrie. Thompson as Valkyrie. 
That's a good character. I like her. Um, she was great. And of course, Hella. Mm-hmm. It was a very strong. Hella. Like, um, she was. She was cool. I call her Helena. Is that what I called her? Mm-hmm. I think I called her Helena. <laughs> Hella, guys. Hella. Um, um, yeah, yo, she broke his hammer. <laughs> she really did. She really just crushed it with her hand. She was like, which. What is this? Okay, real quick. Doesn't make sense because in the Marvel Universe. I thought it was only people who were deemed worthy to pick up the hammer could pick up the hammer, right? Which is... So how could she... Technically, like, she didn't pick it up. She just stopped it with her hand. But she could... I guess so. You're right. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> A couple questions for the Marvel directors, but... <laughs> um, and then we have... So we really don't see... So then, in Captain America, you know, that's... Focus on World War Two. You know, black people... <laughs> Like, there's a, you know, like, it's focused on the war against Nazi Germany. And then, once again, Captain America's love interest. Well, one, Captain America is white, Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. And then, two, his love interest is a white woman. Yeah, so, um, a lot of, I think, even, unfortunately, Marvel. But I think Marvel's, Marvel, they're trying. They're trying, but it's but just kind of like, it's okay. They keep making, I think my problem is, is they keep making these women love interests. Yeah, and I feel like there's so much more to a woman mm-hmm. than a love interest. So when they finally came out with, even before Captain Marvel, they finally came out with Black Panther, right? And they had while we and... do have a love interest in the story, mm-hmm. we also have oh, yeah, we Okoye, mm-hmm. who's played by Denai Guerrero, and I love her so yeah. much because while she does have, you know. The, the a man that she is in love with mm-hmm. yeah she says that i will yeah, pick my country him. over she, you she i will him. defend my king yeah. over you and i think that's a very like powerful scene because mm-hmm. it shows that you know a woman isn't tied down to yeah what she's seen as like just as in like like she's gonna do anything for the man that she loves. Like she's gonna put everything mm-hmm. down for a man. She says, "No, this is my job. Yep, my job comes this first. Is her country, like this, this is she, yeah, definitely. You're right. And then Shuri, Princess Shuri is like yes. she's a genius, which is she's super a kid genius. Cool. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, she's super cool, super smart. So they definitely did good there. So yeah, that was definitely before Captain Marvel, and then. Let's see, Captain Captain Marvel comes out, and you know, Captain Marvel's a white woman, but that movie was still it, good. Still a female and lead. It was still a female lead. lead, yeah. And her best friend Maria was was black, was black, so that was cool. And then you know, her other best friend Nick Fury <laughs> is also black. So like, <laughs> they really tried in that movie to be inclusive. Um, inclusive, yes. Um, and but just from a let's. Just from like a non-racial standpoint, if we just mm-hmm. focus on gender, like yeah, Captain Marvel was a woman. She's like honestly the strongest Avenger. Mm-hmm. She's she can literally do everything. Yeah. So like it's super cool that they chose to make Captain Marvel be- a woman because at one point in some comics, I don't, I'm not gonna go into the specifics, but at some point Captain Marvel was a man in yeah. the comics, yeah. and then you know they turned it to a woman. Um, and which, I believe there are also um, there are rumors. I'm not sure how true this is. Don't quote mm-hmm. me, guys. Um, there is rumors going around that the new Iron Man is going to be a black girl. So, because huh. in a couple of the comics, mm-hmm. the new Iron Man is a black girl. Oh, okay. The comics came out first, so I don't know if they're going to do a movie for that. Right. Um, but I thought that was really, really like a 
a bit. She's like a, like a she's like a sure. She's like a kid mm-hmm. genius. Yeah. Um. So I think that's that's really. I think there definitely are steps being made. I would love to see Marvel make a. Another um, thing, um, in the new Spider Man with Tom Holland, Spider Man mm-hmm. like Zendaya is Mary Jane. Yeah. And a lot of people were like mad that like Mary Jane was black and I'm just like okay (laughs) like like, I feel like we've we've gone beyond like racial Mm -hmm. like like just sticking to the comics at this point and um like racially at least and so and even in terms of like gender Mm -hmm. like it's so fluid like you can make like you can make Captain Marvel a man or a woman Mm -hmm. like you another thing that Captain Marvel didn't have love interest in her movie, which I thought was yeah. good because like, you that know, like great. it's not about that. I really like, enjoyed I that. I don't need that. Like I don't. <laughs> like I don't know. So I did like that that she had no love interest. She was just like with her friends, doing her thing. It's like yeah, saving these the are world, my, these are my saving the galaxy. I have to go save the universe. I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I think another good way we see that is in Guardians of the Galaxy with um, with Gamora and. Peter or Star, whatever you want to call him, their dynamic because for a long time, like she was like denying him, like straight up, like, like I don't no. have time. Like, <laughs> no, but of course, you know, eventually they do fall in love, especially mm-hmm. in volume two. Their relationship is even more like solidified, which is a good relationship because um, Peter's character is made out to be he's you know, he's kind of humble, like he's Star Lord, he's a goofball, he does yeah. his thing, but like it's known that Gamora is like the badass and the strong one, and she's like cool green alien if you fighting will. machine yeah um and another thing that i like about that is especially in volume two and you can see it's so, you can see it's more in infinity wars is the relationship between um gamora and nebula because it started off well you know like they hate each other like nebula hates gamora because um Thanos prefers Gamora over her mm-hmm. it's what sucks to have like two women pitted against each other but then they you know they find they find each other and they, they're sisters and they get a good relationship so I think that's their relationship is really important dynamic as well as yeah definitely the, changes you know going to like women supporting each other mm-hmm. and kind of that thing of like because I know a lot in society people are like oh women don't support each other right and blah, blah blah but I think that relationship in itself kind of proves that you know, even though, like, you know, women do have, like, very competitive and, like, mm-hmm. to compete against each other, there's also that level of being able to support one another and stuff like that. And um, I don't want to ruin Endgame for anybody <laughs> that hasn't seen it, especially you, Dr. Peterkin, because I know Dr. Peterkin has not seen Endgame yet. I asked him. Um, but there is a scene, and I think you're going to know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in the movie where... Um, all of the um the women the women mm-hmm. kind of come together yeah and it's a really like yeah and they're thing. like we've got her right whatever, and they've got right. like this like and they do have like this pose and i really want that like as a poster yeah like on my wall somewhere right. they did something similar like that in infinity war 2 mm-hmm. um you know it was kind of like in both movies i would say it was a little like cliche like you know like okay all the girls are coming together but right. like at least they're trying like how else can they, they you know it's not it can't be subtle like they were no, they, they were definitely be. making a point like look at all this like women power and look at all um, the diversity we and have. also like scarlet witch is one of the strongest avengers 
which is annoying because like why didn't you do what you had to do <laughs> we could have avoided all this but oh, now you want to be strong I know. okay <laughs> you killed my i know she's like you took everything from me like you could have where was this power <laughs> um one movie ago right. thanks um also thinking about it oh i almost forgot ant-man and the wasp yeah the wasp was a badass too and what's another thing like at the okay at the beginning of like the first ant-man you know like she didn't really want anything to do with him mm-hmm. but you know they fall in love like they always do of course but even then like she's still super smart her and her dad at do what they need to do so like and quantum, I quantum, physics. quantum physics huh <laughs> what <laughs> but it's super cool that you know like their dad is um she's her dad's partner she's mm-hmm. her dad's partner and she's super smart just like him and um and her mom wants to get her back out of the quantum what are, and her mom's a scientist and her too. mom is intelligent yeah too so all it's smart. just super cool um but the, the, the yeah the lost characters she's a really good character i like her um but yeah that was i don't think we missed did we miss uh, we didn't talk about black widow yikes <laughs> okay um black widow see okay so black widow is such uh-huh. a ahead. controversial okay so i love black widow just generally as a character mm-hmm. um i think she's really she's really cool she's like this assassin like yeah. badass you know but i just feel like she was always the supporting yeah like Definitely. she was always the token woman mm-hmm. throughout the, until they the got first, like more women yeah right throughout the first avenger films she was always that like token woman in the film right. like we had to throw because they they honestly my opinion is that they looked at the lineup for the avengers and mm-hmm. they said there's a lot of testosterone in this yeah there's because they had the hulk they had thor iron man mm-hmm. and captain america captain america and yep. they're like, that's a lot of testosterone going around. Yeah. It's like, let's throw in a woman in there. And then, of course, they have Hawkeye and Falcon. Right. And so you just like... And Hawkeye was her partner. But, I mean, they were good partners. Yeah. Um, but I think that definitely... And, okay, but, like, also... I mean, I guess they all have, like, skin-tight suits. So I can't really be mad at them for giving Black Widow <laughs> a skin-tight suit, too. But I remember Scarlett, I've, like, watched some interviews with Scarlett Johansson, and people, like, literally ask her, like, do you wear underwear, like, when you're wearing that skin-tight suit? And then Scarlett's like, why are you asking me if I'm why wearing underwear? Like, I do you ask underwear? the other people that? Like, super weird. So People are just um, so strange. But I think she's getting, like, her own movie soon, like, yes. a prequel to yes. her story, which I'm, I don't, I don't usually you love her, but I think she's, like, my least favorite Avengers. Yeah, she's yeah, because that's the thing. Like she, I guess like, she hasn't been developed as a character. Because mm-hmm. you think about the other Avengers, Iron Man has had three movies. Right, Thor has had three movies. Mm-hmm. Hulk has had two movies. Yeah, and, and Captain America. Captain has America has had his two, two or three. three. His technically Civil War was Captain America, but I really True. consider that an adventure movie. Cause yeah, because they're, they're like all in that film. So technically, Captain America has also had three movies. Mm-hmm. So when you think about the main Avengers, mm-hmm. she is the only one. Without yeah. her own movie. Yeah. So. And Hawkeye. And Hawkeye. But, I mean. <laughs> Do they go together? I, can't I guess. Tell. I guess I guess they kind of are together as, as one. Yeah. I um, also like, though, that they're friends. Like, just friends. You know, like, Hawkeye yeah. has his wife and kids. And she has nobody. But she, she has likes, herself. But she needs it that way. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's so strong, though. Like, she is a very strong character. Like, I guess we're not going to do any spoilers. But, like, you'll see in Endgame, mm-hmm. like, how strong she is. Mm-hmm. And so, like. So, that, that I will say she is a good female they, character they for did that. do a good job mm-hmm. with that and just keeping their relationship platonic like strictly which i super best like friends that. yeah like, they're like super best friends because even when they do like are like physically 
interactive like you know if they hug or like a hold hand or something like you can still tell like it's non-sexual at mm-hmm. all which is super cool so i will say that in that sense i do like her her character but yeah to me she's kind of like lackluster she kind of is a, a meh character maybe her movie will i hope so i think it be will be really good i think it will um but yeah we didn't talk at all about DC, but this episode's really long. Yeah, and I'm really, I don't want to, we can talk about, like, Catwoman and yeah, all that. Yeah, good mess. No, yeah. mess. <laughs> big, big mess. The house, I love Halle Berry. Yikes. That was just, woo. All right. All right, but, um, yeah, so this is it. This is our last podcast of this series. It's been fun. It's been great. This has um, you know. been a really interesting discussion. Yeah, so... This has been, what are we called? Sci-fi fam. <laughs> Sci-fi fam. All right. Bye. <laughs>